Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad podcast, episode number three zero. My guest, Lynette Smith from thegoodwaystowrite.com. Lynette Smith is an author of a book, How to Write Heartfelt Letters of Appreciation. Think about that. How powerful is a handwritten letter could be to someone? To cheer them up, congratulate them, give them a little bit of encouragement. We explore that next in the podcast with Lynette Smith from goodwaystowrite.com. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the podcast. I really want to say thank you for being here. I know as a dad, a parent, a busy adult, our time is stretched amazingly to the limit. And if you took time to listen to this, thank you. It was your first time. Welcome. This is about a podcast about having a conversation, what it means to be a doubt and a parent and a crazy, it's a crazy busy schedule and help. Hopefully some of these topics help you grab something out of it and, and helps you along the way. There'll be topics, issues related to being a dad and a parent, and a busy doubt. Let's get involved. It's what a life is. Get involved. Cause if you step on the sidelines, Life's going to pass you by. This will be a weekly podcast dedicated to sense of community. What I mean by that is I, I want to talk to you. If you have any feedback or want to say hello, just reach out to me. There'll be interviews and topics about being a dad and a parent. We're all going through similar issues. I hate to say the same because my, my situation may be a little bit different than yours, but we might have some, some things going on in the issue that's kind of the same. I love being a dad and a parent. I'm still trying to figure out this adult stuff over the 42 years. It's not easy. I'm not an expert, just a dad on a journey, trying to take one day at a time in this crazy world. Up next is my interview with Lynette Smith from GoodWaysToWrite.com. Lynette Smith owns and operates all my publishing and copy editing services. Her book is called How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure. This is how powerful a written word is to encourage people and let them know how you appreciate them. You know, you know, somebody at work or somebody you may know the death in the family, divorce or retirement. And you send them a heartfelt appreciation letter saying, congratulations. Or you let the person know how you, what you mean to them. It's important because sometimes we're so busy. We forget. We forget. Let's you know the kids. Hey, I do love you. Or wow, they do love me. Writing a letter or a note to a child or a loved one or a spouse or a family member can go a long way. Let them know you care. So let's explore a little bit more with Lynette Smith from GoodWaysToWrite.com. Let's jump into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Lynette Smith, author of the book, How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure. Lynette, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here, Joe. I'd like before the podcast, so let's rock. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun interview. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, one, I, I guess I start off in every podcast and... um. I'm trying to find a little bit about the guests and stuff like that. And you mentioned you live um, near Disney World. Have you? Have, when's the last time you've been there? Well, Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Uh, the last time I was there was about 15 years ago. I'm waiting for my two granddaughters to get just a little bit older, and then they'll come out to California, and we'll all go again. <laughs> I always get Disneyland, Disney World mixed up. I know about like you see all the stuff. I'm like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. But it's um, but I always get mixed up where to go. You got to make sure which one is which. One thing I want to know about you, what do you, what do you do? What is your background? Well, 
I have over 30 years experience as a copy editor and the last 12 years of that time has been spent in my business called All My Best Copy Editing and Heartfelt Publishing. And in that regard, I do, I take book authors manuscripts and copy edit them. First I basic format them within Microsoft Word and then I copy edit, meaning I fine tune their best effort at a final draft taking care of spelling, grammar, punctuation, clarity, usage, and flow. And then they take it to their layout professional. And when they have a layout, they they send the layout back to me as a PDF file, and they hire me to proofread that document to catch any layout errors, plus any sneaky content errors that, that found their way into that final layout, you know, two periods at the end of a sentence and things like that and flag those so the graphic designer who did the layout can fix those. So those are my my three functions, document formatting, manuscript copy editing, and PDF layout proofreading. Um, That's a big job. <laughs> you know, it, it's needed, though, because I can remember I can write letters or emails to people, and I'm, I'm reading it myself going, oh, that sounds good. And after I sent it, I see the sent email going, I should have somebody proofread or reread it because I'm dropping words and punctuation's not in the right place. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. I get wrong. people get the wrong attention on what I'm trying to say. You know, you will love this. I heard of an expression back in the 1980s when I was a lot younger than I am now. <laughs> and, and at that time, somebody wrote a, a wonderful expression. It says, documents which are otherwise perfect develop errors in the mail, or these days, email. <laughs> <laughs> You know it was perfect when it went out. You know it was. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Who dropped that word? Somebody erased that word on me. What was going yeah, on? Yeah, that one before. And, and then my other favorite is the gremlins did it. <laughs> <laughs> the gremlins on the internet. They're messing around with me again. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your um, your website, Good Ways Story, um, Story. It's Good Ways to Write dot com. And uh, I really like the, what you said on the, on the top of the website, the, uh, the header, personal and professional communication with heart. What does that mean to you? I, I just find that really, I, I really like that. I was just wondering what it means to you. Well, what it means to me, it kind of translates into something I've got on my bulletin board called The Four Agreements, based on a book by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a practical guide to personal freedom. And the four agreements are four simple statements. And if you can keep Keep this kind of integrity I'm about to read into what you write. Your writing is going to be wonderful. Uh, number one, be impeccable with your word. That means tell the truth, say what you mean, all right? Uh, use the truth in a nice, pleasant way, a kind way. Uh, the number two, don't take anything personally. And, and that's just if someone has written something to you, you know, it's so easy to misinterpret. And then you start to write something back based on a stupid assumption, or, well, that's the next one, actually, assumptions. But don't take anything personally. It, it's all their trip anyway. You know, whatever you're doing, you're doing. Uh, just say, okay, let it roll off you, and then just be calm, cool, and collected as you're writing. Uh, the third agreement is don't make assumptions. And with just this one agreement, it says you can completely transform your life. And true, if you don't make assumptions, that means ask enough questions so that you're totally clear on what you're being asked to understand or to convey. Uh, and the fourth one, I love this one, and it goes with my company name, All My Best. It says, always do your best. But, but it, it cuts you a little slack. It says, your best is going to change from moment to moment. 
It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Isn't that the coolest thing? Oh, yeah, definitely, because um, it, it's... um. We do that. It is the coolest thing. That's really cool. And I like the last one, matter of fact. And it's yeah. it's important because do your best. And it's um because we we are always going to judge ourselves and be hard on ourselves too. Yeah, I I don't believe in shooting on myself. Do you? No, no, I don't, I don't believe that either. On myself, you know, and and I know that if I'm always doing my best, it's good enough. That's it. Exactly. I judge beyond that. So. So with, you know, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Now, if you can communicate in your personal and professional communications with that kind of heart behind your message, it's going to communicate well and kindly, don't you think? I do. I do think that because we, I, I, I work in an environment for my, my day job and we write, I write a lot of emails and, um, I remember when I first started, I remember people were like, I would get back with red marks on my emails and, but people were just being editing myself. And I'm like, Oh, why, why was that? And, um, now, now, nowadays I see people more lax when they're writing more, more, and they're, they're making simple mistakes. It's just interesting to watch. Yeah. And I can tell you that I've had to develop a, a knack being a copy editor. When I receive emails or other communications and they might have a whole lot of errors in them, I think I'm not being paid to look at this or judge it right now. Just let it go. And I do. That's nobody's paying me to fix this. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and keep my judgments to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have an interesting question. Yeah. Why should people appreciate writing letters? Like writing letters to their kids, their wives, their their family, special friends. What what? What's, why should they appreciate that? Well, they should appreciate that because it's more lasting than a, than a text, than a tweet, than a spoken word, even than an email because emails get lost sometimes. They get buried. Uh, you may never see them again. Consider if my dad said to me one day, honey, you're just the greatest kid, you know, back when, of course, you know. <laughs> of course, now I'm all corrupt, but that's all right. <laughs> no, but back then, if he had said, honey, you're just the greatest, you know, I just, I'm so glad to be your dad. I'm so glad you're my daughter. And you just, you know, I have no regrets. I'm, I'm just thrilled to have you in this family. And I would feel great at that very moment. And a year later, I think he said something really cool to me last year. Whatever it was, it made me feel really good at the time. And then a year would pass, and I think, Dad likes me. <laughs> and a year would pass, and I would have totally forgotten he said it. Now, what if he had put that in a letter? Yeah. What if he had even a little short letter? It's okay, whatever he's comfortable writing. But if he had said, Dear Lynette, I think you're the greatest daughter any dad could ever hope to have, and I just love the way you try so hard around the house, you know, at school, and you help out, and you're nice to people, and you always try to get along with people, and I really like that about you, and I'm so pleased to have you be my daughter. Love, Dad. I would save that letter, and I would always say, always keep it, and every time I read it, and I can tell you this from personal experience in a minute, but it's going to feel just as good for me to read that 20 times later as it did the first time I read it. I feel that good every time. That's the lasting power of putting it in writing. 
Well, it's funny also too is time goes by so like when you, your kids are little until they're adults. Time goes by so fast because and then and, and also the, the the passing of time you forget those moments too. Right. Right, and that's it. So you've got evidence here. Don't you know there's these stories about people finding their grandparents' letters in the attic, that love letters they used to write back and forth and so forth, and they got saved with a ribbon around them. And then you bring those out and you start reading them and you're going, aww. And you're also going, is that what grandma was really like? That's so cool to know that about her. She's a real person. (laughs) Yeah. So it becomes not only a, a gift to the individual, that it was intended for, but it becomes a gift to the descendants to know more about their ancestors. That's a family legacy. It's a nice thing to preserve. It's like you could, like I hear about dads and parents writing letters to their kids as they're growing up, and uh, I don't. And they keep them in a book and they present it with the kids later on. I was wondering if you have experience of that or talked about it. Have you ever heard about that before? I have heard of that idea before. I say if they're going to put them in a book and and wait to give it to them till all at once. What a waste. Tell them all the time how great they are. Save them for the book for later, but don't, don't withhold them until they're all at once because that's all that time is going to pass that the kid's not going to know they're appreciated. Now, there's a website called napkinnotesdad.com and this offers an inspirational blog and products from and about a devoted dad. His name is W. Garth Callahan. And I, this is a little thing that's on my resources page there. He has cancer, and he's been packing his teenage daughter's lunch each day for years. Each day with her lunch, he includes an inspirational quote or personal words of wisdom written on a napkin. His motto and suggestion to other parents is to pack, write, connect. And he's written a book called Napkin Notes, Make Lunch Meaningful, Life Will Follow. He's got such a great concept, and his daughter saved all those napkins. She didn't wipe her mouth with them or her hands with them. She saved them, and she read them every day. She learned to treasure those, and she she saved them in her top bureau drawer. And then one day she he found that she had saved all these. This is after she graduated from high school, and he, we went, wow, wow. So this is meaningful. This is a great way. See, he originally started that idea thinking, I'm not going to live forever, and my goal is to make sure she's got one napkin note for every day, even if I die before she finishes school. So he wrote all of these notes ahead of time, and and he sent them to her. He gave them to her with her lunch. Isn't that something? That is something special to him, especially he said that he was diagnosed with cancer. And yeah. And remember her dad later on in life, and because all, and when the person passes, you, you want to be able to you know, it's almost like you hear his voice when you're reading those letters. Exactly right. It's little pieces of his wisdom, his his love, and she's got those forever. Any tips? And and, so- any tips for dads who want to write the kids letters? Anything? Like, how would they go? Like any ideas that you could give? Sure. First of all, don't be intimidated. It's not as hard as you think, because there's only all you do is you start a little letter with a shared memory you both treasure. Remember when we went fishing over back when and, you know, and you caught that silly little fish and then you wouldn't touch it because it was slimy, you know, whatever. Uh, and then you go on and you, you know, that's kind of broken the ice and brought everybody together in this letter. And then the next thing you do is you talk about that person, that son or daughter's most admirable qualities and maybe give examples, you know, so look, think of positive words that describe your son or daughter. And, and go ahead and jot those down and focus on about three of them, I'd say at the most. And, and just say, this, these are the things I most admire about you. 
And, and then you can go on to the next part of the letter, which is what a positive difference that son or daughter has made in your own life, how they've brought meaning to your life, how they've enriched your life and, and made the, the idea of being a dad so cool. Then say you're grateful, you know, thank you for being who you are. And then sign it, love dad. Was that hard? Not really. Not, not really. <laughs> not really. But see, I think some, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I, my feeling is some people get hung up with, uh, um, you know, formatting it. I'm going to, how am I going to write it? Do you ever see something like that of the kid? People get kind of hung up on little silly things kind of. The, yeah, they're so scared to say it's finished and okay to give to somebody. But you know what? The person's going to treasure it no matter what. But go ahead. Just splash it out in a first draft. That's not the one you're going to give anyway. You can scribble things. You can you can write in other things. You can have arrows drawn around, however you decide to rearrange this thing later. Pour it out of your head. Pour it out of your heart onto paper and then do another draft. And I say paper. Yes, you can do it on the computer as long as you hand sign it. That's my rule. You're, you're, the word dad better be handwritten. <laughs> But it's now, nowadays, I think everything now, and, and I mean, paper and computer, I mean, what, what's, I think paper is more personal than computer though, but, um, you can always print it out, but most people don't print them out now, they just send in. Oh, but a it's PDF time card. to print it out. It needs to be printed out. Um, compose it on the computer is what I'm saying is okay. Definitely print it out. Definitely hand sign it. But if you want to compose the whole thing, you can compose on the computer and then go ahead and practice your handwriting or printing. That's okay too. Uh, if you want it done by hand on nice stationery, you can do that. And you know, you can cheat a little bit on that. If you're doing that handwritten letter, you can, you can take and make some lines on, make a document that has thick lines in it at, you know, a third of an inch tall lines and place it behind the stationery you're going to write on. So you've got some ruled lines to go by. That's a kind of a neat little way to cheat. So, uh, makes it look all cool and pretty and straight. So that's a tip and it's okay. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be okay. But when you think you've got your final draft before you use the nice stationery, do have a second set of eyes look at whether it's a neighbor, a best friend, a spouse, uh, have somebody look at it to take care of the stupid little stuff that the gremlins put in, you know? Yep. And then, it's fine. You know, you, you do the one final draft on the nice stationery. Even if you print it out on nice stationery, they have linen textured paper that's just beautiful. Um, I use that when I have my, my printed letters from the computer, but I also use it when I want to handwrite one, you know, just with those ruled lines behind it so I can keep track. And it works. I had a, I had a cool question. Uh, maybe some of the good time to ask this question. I'm, um, have you ever experienced on um, the handwritten letter? What, what got you into doing this? I was curious. Oh, boy. Well, you're going to have to tell me about this one because this is a beautiful, beautiful story. Get out the tissues, everybody. <laughs> okay. On the uh, At the rehearsal dinner when my son was going to get married in November of 2008, he and his bride-to-be or wife-to-be each brought out a framed letter of appreciation uh, to present to their respective parents and there wasn't a dry eye on the house. They had the best man and maid of honor read the letters while they stood by their own parents. Will you allow me to read this? It's four paragraphs. Okay, good. Yeah, you can read it. That's fine. I was, I was getting this sucked, is- I was getting sucked into the story. Yeah, you go ahead and read it. Oh yeah. Well, this is the story to my mom and dad 
Growing up in our household has been a priceless experience. I remember taking many vacations and spending many hours in a car as just the three of us, sometimes four. I recently learned that while the destination may instigate the journey, it is in fact the journey itself that is the cause of personal growth. In the broader sense, life is about the journey, not the destination. All the past experiences of my life have cultivated me to be the man I am today. Dad, you are an intelligent man with an unmatched ability to solve all your own problems. I have learned many things about how to be a good man from you. I have inherited your knowledge and love of machines. I have also inherited your unmatched need to understand the workings of the world around you. Mom, you are an intellectual with a zest for life and compassion for all those around you. You have the gift of empathy. You have served as mediator more times than I care to count. Your attention to detail is legendary. No doubt you will find several flaws within this letter. (laughs) (laughs) I have inherited your spiritualism. You have taught me how to take pleasure in helping others. I also find myself paying too much attention to detail. There are far too many experiences in our lives to share in this short letter. I understand it has been at times difficult to raise me. I will always be eternally grateful for the experience I have had with such wonderful parents. I have tried to highlight a few things I have learned. I will continue to try to be a good person and now a good husband. One chapter of my life now comes to an end, and I will now embark on the next leg of our journey with my wife, Rachel, writing shotgun. Love, Byron. Wow, that's that's a powerful letter. How how do you how did you how do you feel about the letter? What's your feelings? And- my eyes, my eyes are still welling up, and that was 2008. Oh wow, that is it's a very. Powerful. You want to talk about that's that's what I'm telling you. You write something like that, it is just as powerful every time you read it. Just for a second, imagine an older person, you know, mm-hmm. on the on the latter quarter of their lifetime, and they're wondering, gee, did I make a difference here while I was during my life? I really don't know, you know. I'm not sure if I made any big changes in anybody else's life, if I made a difference. And and they're wondering because people might have told them stuff, but they forgot. If they had a letter like this to hold and to read anytime they wanted to, they would know they made a difference to someone else and they could die happy. Honestly, that's the other end of life. This is a, a show you've got here about dads not sitting on the sidelines, but Look at the other end of it too. I mean, these letters of appreciation do have that lasting power. It is. It does have power. I mean, I think if I can share a story with you about a, um, a share a story from my past, I was in the I was in basic training, and I had a great great aunt. She was in her eighties, and she was in like she was a nun, and she loved writing letters to everybody. And um, I was away from home for the first time in my life, and I remember getting letters from her every day. And it was it was, and when you're away from home, you're lonely, and um, and she would I. And you like oh. to get, you like to get mail. You like to get mail. And, um, and she'd write every day, every day. And it would just say hello. And I didn't see her as much because when she went away to the convent, I only, and then we didn't, we didn't talk that much, but wow, what an appreciation to have those letters because, and I, I still keep them today, even though she's passed away many years ago. Sure. That's it. I just thought when you were talking about letter, I, I just had to came to mind. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's a page on my website, which, by the way, is goodwaystowrite.com. That's the website for these heartfelt letters and everything to do with it. There's a link on there across the top called Heartfelt Stories, and it's different people's accounts of the, the difference that these letters have made in their lives. 
uh, or either the act of writing them and how they were received or else the act of having received one, what it felt like. Um, there's some really neat stories there that are great to read. Um, it's just a neat, neat idea. You know, there's another one, you know, if you'd like to talk about using positive words for your kids. Shall we go there for a moment? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Almost, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just fascinated with all the stuff you're talking about. So you're not talking, I'm like, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you, uh, you've got, I talked about positive words for your kids. In that book I've written, How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure for Special Occasions and Occasions Made Special, it has an appendix that contains 15 word lists. They're demographic, so one of them might be a teen for a teen boy and another one for a, a middle-aged woman, another one for someone religious or spiritual, another one for a military service member, and so on. Fifteen different lists like this. Each one of them has 72 of the most powerful, positive words I've been able to come up with to describe someone in that demographic. And I know... It, well, I won't, well, I'll say it this much. I started out with 1300 words for every one of those 15 lists. Oh, wow. And I, I, yeah, because that, I grabbed the, the uh, Webster's New Word Speller Divider and grabbed all the, all the positive words out that could ever apply to any human being anywhere. <laughs> and then I started crossing out the ones that definitely didn't apply to this particular demographic. And then I crossed out duplicate words and said, well, this is a better word than that one and so on. And I got them all pared down each time, all 15 times to 72 words. You can take that word list for whatever age bracket your your child is in, whether it's a small child or a preteen or a teen, you know, mm-hmm. male, female, boy, girl, and start circling the words that apply to your child. And you can take those words and make, aside from using them as an inspiration for a letter, you can also make a little plaque. Um, I made one once. It says, Ben Smith, who says you're indescribable? And then I listed all the words out of that list that applied to him. And I listed them all very colorfully and everything else. It made a very nice, frameable uh, plaque sort of a thing. And what a cool thing to have your kid put on the wall. Exactly. What what he thinks of them, all those positive words that describe them. And I also think that if they're reading that, they're going to make an effort to comply with those words into the future. (laughs) It's, That's not a bad thing either. No, definitely not a bad thing. Something I also want to touch um, touch a little bit on is um, professional communication, like you know, writing letters to your boss, if you're a supervisor, writing letters to your employees. I, I just want to touch on that a little bit. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I'd be happy to talk about that because there are all kinds of letters. I've actually, based on the on the larger book, which is a oh oh a terribly intimidating half inch thick by the way but it is comprehensive you can write 155 types of letters based on the information in that book i counted once and there's a whole chapter about career and so on but i've also made six smaller themed guides that, that very intimidating i think they're a tenth of an inch thick mm-hmm. um one of them is you know how to write a heartfelt letter of appreciation to a supervisor or employee and it talks about all of those situations, but it also talks about things like retirement, um, work anniversaries, uh, promotions, and so on. All kinds of occasions that, <clears throat> pardon me, that where you can really write a letter 
uh, whether the supervisor writes to the boss who's, who's now celebrating 25 years with the company or whether the boss writes to, uh, uh, an employee to celebrate that kind of a milestone. I mean, a plaque that just says, congratulations on 25 years of service. That's nice. <laughs> Throw a letter in with it. It's better. It's not as, the plaque is not as personal. Right. When, when the boss says, I remember when we did this and it's same, same concept as what I mentioned earlier. A shared memory you both treasure. Okay. It's in a work environment, but talk about it, you know? Um, so, so there are coworker, peer to peer, supervisor to employee type letters, employee to supervisor, rather unusual, but very cool. And then there are also letters, suppose that, um, if there's a big promotion or, um, a, a retirement and that kind of thing, the the spouse and the children can write letters to the dad, the, the the wife, the dad, and talk about how cool is that, dad? I'm so proud of you, and so on. Those little letters really count too. So anytime you're thinking appreciation, first of all, your heart is in the right place. You feel good on the inside. But second, if you're conveying it and you're doing it in writing, you're making something that's going to last and it's going to become part of family legacy. And that is really awesome in today's digital world. I think it's also better than getting a, a, a here's your 15th year pen. I'd rather get a letter, well, thank you for being here for 15 years of the pen. Can I lose the pen in a day or two? Yeah, or it runs out of ink. Exactly. And where do you get the pills? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I was wondering too, what is, um, what is your website? I know you have both two websites, the um, goodwaytowrite.com and allmybest.com. What, what kind of stuff would people go look at? What kind of stuff would they find there? Well, first of all, I'd like to clarify that that's good ways, plural, goodwaystowrite.com. Okay. So I want to type that in right. No problem. Uh, and and um, that one focuses about the types of publications I have, uh, including the book and including those little themed guides, including a couple of other things that have to do with my, my day career, which is the copy editing and the proofreading. Um, and then, it you know, it talks about um, – those heartfelt stories. It has an events section if there are any events coming up because I like to give workshops to show people how to write those letters. Small, small venue workshops, eight to 20 people works just right, you know? Mm -hmm. So it might talk about where those are coming up and then there's frequently asked questions in there that's got a lot of good things in there. And the media page, even though you might not be a member of the media and you might find some fun stuff on the media page. And all of it has to do with getting those letters written. And I also, matter of fact, I have these bookmarks. I'd like to mention this. These oh, bookmarks, okay. um, they're altruistic. That means there's nothing in it for me. Mm -hmm. I have a mission to get millions of people worldwide to write these letters of appreciation. And these little bookmarks tell you how. When I talked earlier about, you know, what to include in a letter, I was I was basically paraphrasing what the bookmark said, and this is a simple reminder to people that a letter can be simple to produce. Um, I like to distribute these bookmarks, a dozen, two dozen, three dozen at a time. If people who are listening to this know that they have a, a way or a place they'd like to distribute multiples of these bookmarks, I will provide them at no charge and ship them to them. Just get in touch with me. It would be at Lynette, L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, at goodwaystowrite.com. 
Oh wow, that that'd be very helpful. For people to and help distribute it and spread the spread the uh, the writing and writing letters by writing letters, spread it spread it around. Right, it gets more people into the space of appreciation mentally and energetically. And you know, when you give it, you feel good. When you get it, you feel good. And when you get it, you might want to write more. When you give it, you might want to write more because it feels so good. And imagine all this appreciation spreading around out there and everybody going around feeling good <laughs> and positive. That, that We the, definitely need some positivity nowadays. I know. I know. Because we both know what the news does to us. Exactly. We <laughs> counteract that. So, so those free bookmarks, I'm really serious. You know, two dozen, three dozen, one dozen. Lynette at goodwaystowrite.com. Just write to me. And say what you'd like, and I'll send it. I'll make sure all, all the links and all the things we talked about in the podcast will be in the show notes for this episode. Thank um, you so much. Now, the other website, or do you want to go there? No, the other website. Yeah, you can talk about the other website. Yeah, it's fine. Alrighty. The other website is allmybest.com. All My Best is my company name. And that's the website that focuses on my copy editing and document formatting and proofreading of book manuscripts and books. That's it. And uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. You want to give anybody a piece of advice on uh, what they, you know, a piece of advice on running a letter? Anything you want to give? Well, the first thing is, here's your guideline. When the magnitude of your gratitude is bigger than a thank you note, that's when you want to write a full-on heartfelt letter of appreciation. It's just, it feels so darn good to write. My son got me going just because he did that first. That was his his brainchild, that letter I read to you. I was just amazed, and and it inspired so much in my life, and I write letters regularly now for all kinds of occasions. People are just going, aww, because <laughs> nobody ever bothers writing things down, and when they get one of these, it's really special. I wrote one to a friend the other day, uh, just acknowledging to her how giving she's always been through the decades and everything, and I've remembered examples and so on, and I say it is so we can always count on you because you're you're just wonderful, and da, da, da. and she was just <laughs> sniffling up and everything, you know. So so let people know they're worthwhile. Let people know they've made a difference in your life. And if you're a dad, let your kids know. And if your kid's listening and you've got a dad or a mom or an aunt or an uncle, uh, let them know they've made a difference too. There are so many opportunities to express appreciation in writing and every darn one of those people is going to be so happy and feel so acknowledged that they have made a difference in your life. And also they can find your website, um, goodwaystowrite.com. That's right. correct. I said it right this time. Good. <laughs> you did well. And Lynette, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I want to say thank you for joining me on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast. I want to say thanks to Lynette Smith for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about Lynette Smith and about her books and services at goodwayswaystowrite.com. You can find the show notes for this episode over at nosittingonthesideline.com slash three zero. Please comment on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. I can be reached at, or you can find all my contact information at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. All my social media links will be there too. Also, feel free to please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, any podcast catcher of your choice. This episode, one thing I took out of it too, besides writing the powerful writing letters and notes and the people know how important they are, is 
two things from the four agreements, and I took two of them. I picked two out of the bunch. The second one on the list, but first of mine, don't take things personally. Life's short. You know, we're going to make mistakes, especially as parents and adults. We're going to fail sometimes. And it's, it's not easy not to take it personal. Losing a job, losing a, you know, holy crap, I let my kid eat dirt. I don't think I was supposed to do that. Don't take it personally. We all, we all go through challenges in life and make mistakes and it's okay. And the second one, I think, and the second agreement I like out of this whole four agreements from Don Louise's book. So it comes, so there comes the other agreement. Always do your best. Being a parent, there's no manual. Where it works for you may not work for me and vice versa. It's a journey, one step at a time. Well, thank you for taking your time listening. Until next time, have fun. Get involved with your children. Give them a hug and tell them much you love them. Take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.